Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. All right, this is She Slays the Day podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I am so glad to be here with you all today. Um, if All right, so if you're listening to this on the day that this episode drops, which is Sunday, October 27th, it's a new moon, and that explains a lot of things. Um, I've talked a lot about Kate Northrup's book, Do Less, and uh, I'm some might say I might have a small obsession with it uh, but she talks about just your menstrual cycle and the new moon and all this stuff and like it's just on point so all that weird stuff that happened to you last week don't worry there's a reason for it um so but something cool that has come out of this new moon is a really cool thing I started um and I have to tell you about it okay so starting very soon I'm going to be sending out weekly inspirational emails. So these are meant to like get you inspired, kind of make you laugh and basically motivate you to get something done that week. Um, They're going to be really good. And just kind of if you if you like the podcast, you're going to like this. If you don't like me. Why are you why, why are you listening? Um, but if you don't like me, then you're probably not going to like these because these are just going to be short, blunt, like let's go get shit done type of thing. Just, you know, like how I would uh, describe it, like a text from your best friend. Motivational, but to the point. So if you want to be getting these weekly emails, they're going to come out Sunday night. Um, You need to go to sheslayspodcast.com forward slash besties. Make sure you're on the list and they're free. So go do that right now. Go ahead and pause the podcast do that. Or you can multitask. People do that all the time, unless you're running then. But I will say that I can multitask like a mofo when I'm running. I have like conversations with people. I was like looking on Pinterest boards because a couple weeks ago I was running and my friend Laura sent me a text that's like, I think hats are too like basic now. Everybody's wearing a hat. We need to find the next trend. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Isn't fall fashion week? Didn't that happen just recently? Let's look there. And I'm like on Pinterest boards, sending her pictures. Like, what about this? Maybe this could be our thing. Anyways, yeah, we're 17 year old girls apparently. Um, so with that, 
go to sheslaypodcast.com forward slash besties so you can get weird Pinterest board texts when I'm running. So now we're going to read our review. And this one's light, nice because it starts with phenomenal. This podcast is phenomenal. She says it twice. Um, it's so refreshing to hear from Dr. Lauren about the real life struggles and successes of women in Cairo. There is no place better to get your questions answered and continue to grow your business from others who have gone through it all. And that is from Dr. Jen G. So, hey, girl. Hey, girl. That was another name I was going to name it. Uh, the weekly slangs was hey, girl, hey. But it got crossed off the list, apparently. So nobody gets my humor quite like I do. Today, this is why you are tuning in, is this conversation that I have with Dr. Devin Brana is amazing. So if you've lived under a rock and you don't know who Devin Brana is yet, um, she is she has five kids. And she's married to a really amazing chiropractor. I got to meet him when I was at her event, The Big Idea, in Wichita in September. Um, and she is just a girl on a mission, determined to serve the masses. She is an active student and teacher of chiropractic and is constantly learning and trying to improve herself. She, you can just tell she is on fire for the chiropractic story and wants to protect and keep its philosophy and science very like sacred and protected. Uh, she's been on the Kansas Chiropractic Association local and state levels. Um, she's traveled around the nation and spoken to tons of different chiropractic communities and has traveled all over the world just in the state, like just to serve the mission of chiropractic. She's received tons of awards and she's got huge goals for creating unity and higher levels of success and fulfillment for the entire chiropractic profession and the communities that we serve. So she doesn't just want to impact chiropractors. She wants to like her, the big idea. There was a lot of just general public there also. So like she is basically somebody cue this girl's on fire by Alicia Keys. Okay. I'm not girl crushing. You are. God. Um, I can't lie though. I told this to Kirby last night when I was like, I'm really excited about this episode to come out. Um, because, and this is because of her, like, this isn't like, wow, I did a really good job on this. Uh, but this conversation on gender and I mean, it starts kind of with a question about gender within chiropractic. Um, but the conversation that unfolded that was completely unplanned, um, I told her the question. She's like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't really know where it's going to go. Um, and then we just started talking and it was great. But it is one of the most beautiful things that I've ever created, um, except for this pediatric campaign I created for Wisconsin a while ago. That was really cool, too. But this is like this is one of the most amazing things artistically that I have put out into the world. Oh, except for my kids. Um, wait, uh, rewind the tape. My children, I'd let my, they're the most wonderful thing and most beautiful. Then comes this conversation. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk feminism, love, peace, grace, basically just just healing all things, just tackling it in this hour, next hour. So hold on, buckle up. So before we do that, we are going to pray. Well, Gad, until she slays tackles <laughs> how to solve world hunger, this is the biggest topic that probably needs the least amount of me and my ego and the most 
amount of you. Um, thanks for bringing Devin into my life and like meeting her. Like she was just a great placed person, great time. And I feel really good about um, us having this conversation and uh, unintentionally kind of like leading and taking charge and helping men and women heal and move forward. Oh, that feels weird. And I don't mean that egoy. you know that. Um, you're smart, dude. You know what you're doing. That was a joke. We don't know if you're a dude. Oh, now I'm rambling in the middle of a prayer. Basically, I love how you put the pieces together. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the point of this prayer. Cool. Started great. Ending. Crash and dive. Love you. Bye. Yikes. My daughter last night, we pray before bed and she goes, the prayer's over now, people, just in case you were wondering. Uh, she goes, I just wish I could pray like adults do. They pray so beautiful. And that's because she's always referencing my husband, Kirby, who does do beautiful prayers. They're very like, you know, great. Um, I, I think the same thing about like Denisa Weber when she was on. I don't know what episode it is. Ah, um, but she I made her pray because she just, you know, there's just those people who I'm like, wow, how did you practice that? And so I thought if I started practicing praying out loud in front of people, um, that I would get better. And here we are not getting better, but that's okay. He, he loves me. Okay. So I can't wait for you to hear. I'm going to shut up soon. Um, but first I have to tell you about something great. All right. You know what time it is. It is time for she slays savings. Yep. These are some of my favorite, uh, people and products that I have gotten a coupon or a discount for you. Uh, so the first one is the Connected and Inspired Media Progressive app. So this is an app for pediatric and prenatal chiropractors who want tools and resources for their patients. So it looks really great and professional for your practice. It looks like you had an app made. It's wonderful. Like their team works with you on your branding. Um, it's a fantastic app and it saves so much time for you in practice. So you can just tell them, download the app, do that exercise. And there's, there's just great things on there for pregnancy and pediatrics. And you will get 20% off your first month by mentioning promo code SHESLACE. So next is for anybody who's looking to switch up the way that you think about weight loss. This is my uh, coach, my coach who helps me reframe and think more positively about my body. If you haven't listened to episode 10, it is Megan Sanvey. She's on and she is coaching me. So if you want like to get a little taste of what it would be like, go listen to episode 10. But she's fantastic. Like she is not going to just give you another quick fix diet. She is in this for the long haul for you you to just live a better life healthier and also she's gotten me in the gym lifting weights like it is it is very very cool and she does it all virtually so if you're sick of abusing yourself mentally um and like just talking bad about your body and you want to start thinking positively about your body and doing something about it please go to the she slay saving page and get 20 percent off your first month with megan 
And then lastly, one of my favorite artists is Sandy Arthur. She is the owner and creator of Sandy Spines. It is this great Etsy store, all like spines. All the, all the non-Cairos are like, what? You want artwork and watercolors of spines? Yes, we do. They're gorgeous. And we hang them on our walls and we have stickers and postcards and we put them on our water bottles and our computers. Um, so go check out her Etsy store because she's got gorgeously painted, colorful vertebrae and the spine and there's flowers. Love it. So that's Sandy Spines Etsy store and you will get 10% off your entire order by using promo code she slays. And if she has stickers in stock, you will get stickers just because you know me and you're my friend. So without further ado, here is Dr. Devin. I'm going to record all the, all the feels. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. All right. So hold on. Let me grab, I had the question, but then as soon as I, it's a really simple question that, um, she asks and it's funny because like, it just carries so much heat. Um, I, I don't know. I just can't wait to like instantly hear all the stuff you have to say on this because like, so I call myself a feminist. Um, and you know, like you can go either way on that. Like I've heard people who are like, yeah, everyone should like a feminist by definition just means that you think like women should have equal rights. So everyone should be a feminist. And I'm like, well, yeah, okay, true. Um, but when I say like, I'm a feminist, I mean, there's this like part of me and it's only a part of me. It's usually my like, uh, it's like, I, I don't have very good like brain mouth control um like I, I love control is what i'm looking for so my initial default impulse is to be like a burn the boat girl riot feminism and then like this other like soul part of lauren comes out and it's like hold on hold on oh yeah love each other and so like that's where i would say mm, 80% of my heart is in this like, no, 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 it's not male versus female. It's none of that. But there's this like very strong, like visceral reaction initially. That's like, he did what? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Like, oh yeah. my, the ear earrings out. And, oh yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. So, so, okay. So the question is we get from Dr. Sarah mm -hmm. and it says, dear Lauren, I am eager to hear your perspective on navigating the world of chiropractic as a female. It is difficult for me to listen to a 40 to 60 year old male give me advice when my world is so different from theirs. Please help. And so I got this and like, you know, initially I'm like, whoa, yeah, girl, we go talking about this. Um, There's so many layers. Oh, man. Question. Oh, because there's so many. Not just how do you navigate it as a woman or the man's world thing, but it also, yeah brings up a very interesting like student perspective thing where mm -hmm. where you know we should always be able to learn from you know anyone you know right so, so um you know what i don't have is and normally I, I have this information um is whether she's a student or she is trying to uh, make it big amongst chiropractors right i'm going to assume it's more the second, because like with 50, 50 graduating classes, I don't know like what navigating the world, like, is there really much of an issue anymore in chiropractic school? 
Well, and I would love to hear from our little cub students that are coming up because I don't know that they carry it like we carry it and definitely not like the generation ahead of us carries it. I don't think it would be possible, right? Because the world has changed through the generations. Not that it's not possible, but, um, but yeah, there. And so I think you could speak to that both ways because I think students and doctors probably feel this differently. That's a really, really good point, and probably why when I read it, I instinctually did not put her as a 24-year-old in school. I put her as a 30-year-old female who's, like, out there because of we feel it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, I, I can relate to that tension, and there is just kind of this assumption um, that, like, yeah, I think that the, I don't want to, like, be patronizing when I say, like, younger but they're, they don't carry that weight of male, female as much. Look at how the numbers, I mean, when you talk to the Susan Rossi, the Katina Manning, the Jeannie Ohm generation, like they were one of just a few, they were the 2%. Well, then you get into like ours. And I think we were like in our graduating class, maybe like a third. Right. And if I went in pinnacle numbers, like we were growing and then now it's half the graduating class. Mm-hmm. So you talk, I mean, that speaks the pendulum, right? Mm-hmm. So in innately, they, the generation ahead of us had to feel the heat way more than us because it was all men. And like, it was real. That was like a real, they weren't like imagining this no. male versus female and not, not to say, okay, I should preface this by saying anybody who's listening, um, who should know me enough to know that like, I am a feminist, but I'm not anti-male. Like, and this is never, I call this like a, a, a podcast for female chiropractors or like eventually the first thing that would drop would be chiropractors and it would just be a podcast for females because I love women so much. Um, but it does not make me anti-male. So like anything that Devin, and, and I know Devin, you feel the same. No, yeah. I mean, I'm probably more masculine by nature than I am feminine. I've got four sons. Like, I love our brother. Yeah, you could not be anti-male if you tried. Your world would be. No, man, I'm outnumbered. Not possible. But in that um, era before us, it wasn't, it was a real battle of the sexes type thing. Or just based from an outnumber. Not saying that the males were trying to do anything, but like, it's, if you're the only, if you're the minority in a group, um, if you're not a chiropractic thing. Nope. When look at Mabel, look at what Mabel walked up in as BJ's, like, I don't even think it said Dr. Mabel. I think on her desk, what does it say? There's a little thing that's like Miss Dr. and Mrs. BJ Palmer, like her name wasn't even included. So, and like the, the, the doll that they have, oh, the modesty doll that they would have in doctor's offices where women couldn't like point to their body or show their body. So they had to point to a doll to say where they hurt or what was going on. So to, to pretend I have it tough, like the women of then had it tough. Right. No, 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 no. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to sing the song that like I've had to travel that road. Right. So, yeah. But let's, um, so let's start with kind of like speaking into what she, the more, I don't want to call it the most surface layer of the question, right. but kind of like, all right, we are, functioning um within the chiropractic profession let's go past like practicing chiropractors because yeah it's 50 50 but more into the world that both you and I 
are in of like the conferences yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what did you say on that? Yeah. So I mean, Tim Young asked me to speak at Focus in 2013, I believe. Um, and I can wholeheartedly say that when it comes to asking me to speak to kindly putting my name out there to other people who run organizations or to giving female chiropractors who want some adjusting help my name, Tim Young has never seen me as contained or defined as being a woman. He just saw my big ass mouth and a big, big heart. Right. So, um, and he, he believed in me before I believed in me. And so I never felt an ounce of judgment or, you know, like he felt like he had to put a woman on stage. If you look at focus, the whole morning was women. And so again, it's like, yes, I think historically we can say that there hasn't been as many female voices, but if I look back at the, the year I've had this year, or watching you rise with this podcast, or Lauren Kodak bring Nikal out, or Denisa with the Conversation Lab, or Lona and Heidi Havoc working on a potential school in the future. There's no, I mean, the men have radically accepted us everywhere I've been. And I, I haven't felt that. You know, the people coming up to me as I come off stage used to be women going, oh, thank God, there's a female voice back in 2013, 14, 15. And now it's the men going, you know, thank you for speaking the girl power, but also like high-fiving the men. And so, yeah, I think that out in the world right now, there's both. Do you feel um, like there is a little bit of, hmm, how do I want to <laughs> fear from yeah. them? And I don't mean that, like, I really don't mean that of like, oh, you're scared and you should be like, Ugh, nothing like that. Um, but like, I could, I could relate. I can put myself in their shoes of like, ah, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing or like do the wrong thing. Like, yes, go women. And like, I get bad about that and there's a lot of women who are like you should not feel bad I'm sure listening type thing but it's like no I don't want them to feel afraid I don't well, want yeah you're talking well so let's let's talk fear on both sides of that right because I think there's still a lot of fear in all of our hearts um don't want to say the right thing we want to have unity and collaboration and we want to be able to have like a women's podcast or a women's adjusting seminar or black lives matter or the, you know, cultural, you know, it's not, we want to have space for the niche markets and that be okay. And, you know, we want everybody to get along and, and this is new territory, right? So it's going to feel tough and going into like the political year where chiropractic's just the microcosm of the macrocosm. It's going on everywhere. The vaccine topic, everything's getting polar, everything. Mm -hmm. And so how I believe we step forward in this is with some grace and patience where we, you know, we, we stay very true to our authentic nature and we hold space as we all kind of um, get uncomfortable in the new comfortable. So so when you say like uh, step forward with grace and patience on both sides, mm -hmm. uh, can you actually like tell me what that looks like for a woman? 
Yeah. And then I would love to know, like, um, like picture, like picture a man who is nervous, very nervous. Like, I don't know, maybe he like has a female associate. Um, and then tell me like what he could do to like demonstrate grace and patience also. So if you could like, what that you know, we want it now. I'm actually wearing a watch that says now, right? I like here. I run now. If I want it, I want it now. It we're a now culture. Um, in a process like this, patience to me as a woman is that people are living out their stories that they've learned. People are living out the culture as it was. People are, you know, I apply one of our beautiful 33 principles, which is healing takes time. And so the healing that women have endured is real. And we, we are still processing those wounds of, you know, physical, verbal abuse and suppression. That was real. We couldn't vote a few years ago. Like we didn't make this stuff up. Um, And so like, you know, there is a healing process. So we need to be patient with ourselves um, that it's not all going to happen immediately. And, um, you know, and so forgiving the past and being patient in the process of what it's going to take. Look at it now though, 50, 50 graduating classes are, they're women. It's already happening. So I don't want to stay stuck in the story or stuck in the wound. And I don't want to feed the dragon anymore either. It's time to put the defense down. That's the grace element where it's like inner world, outer world reflects inner world. So put the sword down girls. We can be girl power without being aggressive about it. I believe. Um, cause I'm a feminist too, but that doesn't mean slay my brothers. So, right. And in order to heal, we must put the sword down because you know, it's going to take both sides to heal, obviously. Um, oh God. And I just hate like the polarizing talk of this. I, I imagine you do too. of like, Ugh. but well, we have to speak so real. to where people are of like, okay, in order for us to move forward in society, in the profession, in whatever, as equals men, women, black, white, all, any minority and majority coming together, um, there has to be trust that like, okay, I'm going to put my sword down. And like you said, like, we didn't make this shit up. No. We carry this chip on our shoulders because we saw our mothers, our grandmothers, like, you know, fighting this, this thing. In real talk, in chiropractic school, there were times when they used me as a student example and put their hands in places they shouldn't have placed. And yes, I just said that because I know I'm not the only woman because I go to conferences and I hear from some of them where it's like, we're looked at different, you know, with like the sexual, uh, violation that, that has, has happened. It's real talk. It has happened. And I, so I don't want to, I don't want to kick dirt over it either and be like, Oh, girls, like, you know, toughen up it. You know, I also realize that I have this Hulk crazy fighter energy in me. And I also have this very mother Teresa. I love everyone. And I, the authentic Devin, am in between the two of them. And being totally one way or the other does not serve me. So I navigate this conversation and every conversation with, you know, what's true and what serves the highest and greatest good. So, you know, I don't want to be a fighter anymore. That's exhausting. I don't want to be angry all the time. That doesn't get any of us anywhere. I want to, I want to be patient and I want to be kind and I want to be loving. And, um, and that's the world I want for my daughter. And so, um, yeah. yeah both sides have to trust. 
right? Both sides have to trust of like, all right, I'm going to put down the armor, but like, are you going to show up as an authentic self wanting to move forward and heal also? And like, that's on an individual person to person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, what does that look like for a man? It's so crazy. Cause I immediately think of, I went to date with destiny with Tony Robbins and he talks about this a lot actually. And just how for centuries, you know, it has been very male dominated world, a masculine, aggressive world, a war driven world. And there is the pendulum swing. But what has happened to some women is we think to step up, we need to be a man. That's that has created more war that has created more problems. What needs to happen is we need to step up as ourselves as women. And when we do that, it's not threatening to men, right? It's not like we're coming to take control. We're not, but they don't know how to recognize the difference because they've grown up in the same masculine, aggressive, war-driven world too. It didn't just happen to us. It happened to them too. So, so what the world needs now is, is the feminine, you know, patience and grace and nurture. And, and I think that we're doing it, man. Just you hosting this, this podcast is doing it. Yeah. So I love, because I've only looked at, I mean, you just kind of blew my mind a little bit there of like, oh shit. Yeah. The same thing that happened to me happened to men. Um, so as I grew up, you know, I'm an Enneagram type three, I'm an achiever, like success people, like I want to achieve, achieve, achieve. Um, and so in my brain through society, the messaging I got was that success was achievement. A, a success was domination, loud talking, power poses, um, you know, and so really my entire twenties, um, I graduated chiropractic school, barely 24. And so from 24 until about 31, that's the version of me that would show up as a coach to other chiropractors, the version of me that would show up in like important big hashtag or air quotes. People can't see me doing that. You know, like when I'm talking to somebody important and like, I want them to recognize that I am bringing something of value, like that version of Lauren would show up. And then like early thirties, I was like, shit, I don't know that like, I want that. That's, that's all of me. Like, like you were talking about who was your other, not mother Teresa, but the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. The Hulk. Right. So it's like, uh, that doesn't feel like that's a part of me or it feels like it's a part of me, but not all of me. And do I really have to show up? And so I started to realize like, yeah, that is this avatar that I placed around success. Like that's what that looks like. But the same thing happened to men. Yeah. I didn't even well, like, oh yeah, duh. They were, they went through the same training and cultural training of like, well, if you're going to be a successful man, you need to wear blue because that's a power and color. Up and don't cry. What has don't cry? Dry it up. What has yeah. that done to men? What is that? What is the overutilization done to men in that way? And, and what space do we hold as humanity? I mean, that's, that's, that's created war. You know, I mean, it's just, and, and so it, we are just at such a tender time, even as I feel this unfold, you know, and how confused are all of us at, you know, the different, we want to allow for the healing to happen. And again, not wanting, wanting to feed the old wounds and feed the old, the old stories, you know, how do we turn the page in all of this? And I think we do that by talking about it. Yeah. And it's, so 
You bring up confused and it made me think of a conversation that I had with Kirby like two nights ago. So um, I like to follow entertaining people on Instagram and I was following Cardi B for a long time and I had to unfollow her and I would like told Kirby, like, this is the confused conflict. So like when men feel confused, like we feminist females also feel confused because I'm like, so I feel really bad um, on following her, but like her Instagram is very sexual and um, and like she had like this twerking video a while ago and it like it was like a year ago at this point. And I was like, uh, there's no men in there. It's all women twerking. It's incredibly sexual. And I'm like, Kirby, I have a problem with this. Like, uh, and so, and you could just read all these comments constantly. And it's mostly between women being like, you are not helping the like feminism movement by like sexualizing yourself. But then there's the other side of feminisms that are like, no, I can use my body however I want. And I'm like, I don't know where I stand on this. And it doesn't really matter. Like, but well, it's just, we, haven't, we haven't had leadership or time, time, enough time has not passed yet. That's the patience factor, right? We all want, and, and there is no right. You know, it's like yep. Cardi, do your, do your thing. She's going to be Cardi B no matter It'll what. Be Cardi right? B. And, and to the little Cardi B's of the world, you know, I don't have a good answer for that. I can't follow it either because she's, She's something else. Um, I'm like, oh God, who's like porno? Um. (laughs) You know, and and that side of it is like, it's a lot. And I can tell I'm getting older because I'm like the mom, right? Reactions. But I also, oh my God, do I like just want to hug her for showing up in the world as who she really is? Mm -hmm. Because I don't think you can question that. Like, I don't think the girl puts on like a fake facade. Like, I just think she's being Cardi B. So just being Cardi B. I, um, almost got into, this is, this is the like 15 to 20% that I was talking about you. And thank God I have Kirby to talk me down. So again, like last week, I was sort of going through like a thing, um, a male chiropractor who has like a social media presence, um, posted a very provoking, uh, comment basically saying like, if you need, if you think you need to take your clothes off to be interesting, you're not that interesting. And I was like, so again, there's this Cardi B split in me where I'm like, well, okay, I do want to hug the women who are like in the gym, like getting their followers and they're wearing a sports bra and they're got freaking rocking bodies, but they're showing like how they lift and this and that. I do want to be like, oh, oh." but then also I want to be like, don't tell me to put a sweatshirt on. You know, you man don't get to tell me. I will tell myself to put a sweatshirt on. Then I'm like, oh, love, love Lauren, call. Right? I know. Well, it, it is kind of an era currently of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Yep. Because, you know, it's like I, I get some flack from women for the way I dress on stage of like, you know, if I go in a short dress and heels and I dress for chiropractic, not like provocatively short, but it's like, I want to own my feminine because I'm so masculine. My feminine armor is looking really woman. Um, and, and I get flack from women. You know, I don't feel like I fit sometimes like, where do I go? And now we have a culture of where do I go? And it's going to have to eventually be enough to just show up authentically as you are and do your thing and for all of us to love each other a little more I guess yeah um so I have so many questions I keep like writing down like oh oh, um (laughs) so 
when you talk about time and this being a process, how I visualize, so first of all, I think it's really uncomfortable for a lot of us that um, are awake to this process. Mm -hmm. And um, dare I say the term woke. <laughs> anyway so like to those of us that are like okay this is happening we see this uh what we want is we want it to happen in our lifetime which mm -hmm. sucks because you're like yeah it uh it's probably not like something that we're not even talking about a hundred years we're talking about a couple the existence yeah. of the earth right like um it might not happen in the next uh year like it might not happen in 2020. Yeah. And pain sucks. Right. So I, you know, I say to our community, our chiropractic community, and I say to the world, what I say to the people in my practice, which is if I had a magic wand, I'd make it move faster, but that's not the way the world works. And healing takes time and patience and pain is a good teacher. If we're uncomfortable in the evolution of consciousness, it's because we're supposed to be uncomfortable. If we keep running into ourselves, it's because we're supposed to, because there's something to learn here. And I imagine at the time of slavery, at the time of you know segregation, they wanted that to move faster too. But it was the due diligence to feel the feels and to advocate for what's right and to come together and, and be more kind when it hurts and to be more patient when we want it to hurry. And so it draws out our light if we're, if we're big enough and courageous enough to feel it. Oh, yep. I love it. When I picture this um, process, it's like, okay, so if we picture like a pendulum, um, obviously it was, it's very extreme, right? Like, white male dominating um the pendulum was kind of like extremely over i don't even want to use right or left i am not associating right. any politics when i say right or left i'm just trying to paint a visual okay so it's anyway, so like imagine the pendulum is swung way over to the to the right like god innate universe is like oh this isn't really how i designed this ecosystem to be and so we're seeing this pendulum swing to the other way and what everybody wants is that pendulum to go extremely from the right to find middle immediately but mm -hmm. that's not how physics works that's not how energy works is naturally the people who were feeling oppressed on when the pendulum was on the right like they get loud they get loud and they might cross some lines and like make some people feel uncomfortable and whether that's like them feeling like they're getting justice or whatever but like right now i kind of picture this pendulum over on the left side and that's what this like me too movement and black Lives matters is being like yeah i'm sorry those that were in power when the pendulum was on the right that you feel uncomfortable right now what I would say to them is like, don't worry. This isn't where we're going to settle as a society. Like it kind of feels just like the ability for you and I to have this conversation is it kind of feels like it's starting to come to that healthy, normal middle right. place. And then there will be an impulse, right? There will be a moment where the first comparison that comes to mind is where somebody, you know, takes a knee during the national anthem. Hmm. And the world has to find its center again until, and, and right, I just keep coming back to the analogy of practice of like pain goes away, but then we do something and it flares it back up because we're not fully healed yet. 
And so it's, I, a few years ago, I was pregnant with my second set of twins. My mom, um, we had a horrible month right before she passed on. So I was her caregiver holding down a bit, really busy practice, pregnant with twins. She passed on. I got audited by blue cross Two babies in my practice passed away. I mean, it was all within like two weeks. And it's probably one of the times I can remember being angry with God, right? And shaking my fist going, what in the world? And I was on a rant and I'm like, what kind of God? I mean, I was audacious enough, right, to say that. What kind of God? And my then 12-year-old son was making himself a snack in the kitchen. And I, I... Here I am on my rant. And I, I'm like, Roman, what do you think? What do you think God you know, there's babies dying and watching mom suffer. And like, there's all this chaos and pain and anger. Like, what do you, what do you think God's trying to do? And my 12 year old pauses and he sets his little fork down and he looks at me and he's like, I don't know. I guess he's just trying to teach us that we're not doing something right. Oh, and he grabbed his snack and he walked out and it's maybe one of the most ugly cries I've ever had in my life where it was like, yeah, yeah. And it, it, I have to stop and feel it again. It's just like, that is to assume that we know all the plays mm-hmm. and all the players. We don't. There's, there's method in the madness. There has to believe. I have to believe in that God. I have to believe in that source, in that kind of, you know, um, bigness of it all. I believe the subluxation exists for a reason. I believe that happens in our system to teach us a lesson. So such is this conversation. It is our current sub, one of our current subluxations, and we're going to have to heal our way through it. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Richard Rohr at all? Mm-mm. Oh, he's a wonderful author. Um, the book I am digging right now is Universal Christ. It kind of, uh, to sum it up, to paraphrase it in my own words, anybody else, I don't care what they have to say, it's not their podcast. Um, it's kind of like taking the people who call themselves spiritual and like the Catholics and being like, you're both right type of, oh, it's so lovely. Anyways, he has a quote in there that says, you either have to see nothing as a miracle or everything. Like, and I'm just like, oh, you know? And so he's like, if you, you know, and I think it speaks truth to what you were saying of like, you have to see if you are the type of person that looks at the good of like the body is healing itself and that is a miracle. And isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. You kind of have to look at the subluxation. I mean, in, within chiropractic, I've seen like awesome conversations that happen. Subluxation, good or bad. Right. And like, Oh, I love it. I love it. Because, because it's like, we're, you learning. Just, yeah. we're, evolving. we're growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So you say uh, kind of back to this, like, you have to show patience and grace, patience and grace, patience and grace, loads of grace. Um, so l- when I say, what does this look like? There are lots of mistakes. Um, and maybe that's too harsh a word that, all right. <laughs> it's so hard speaking about such a touchy subject. I'm just going to do okay. give a very bl- blunt example. And I want, okay. So let's say 40 to 60 year old man, he's, He's very white type thing um, in a powerful role, definitely makes a very male, female suppression act. Um, he messes up. 
Um, and may, and he has a good heart and he doesn't mean to. So you as a female who that like happened to, um, maybe there was a comment made about like how good your butt looks and that, I don't know, whatever. Right. Do what is the way that with patience and grace, you like, do you politely call out? Like literally, what are we supposed to do when something like that happens? What would be your suggestion? So let's hey, just- I've had this happen. So okay. we can navigate. And, and you know, when I say patience and grace, it's, it may sound like I'm saying it to someone. I'm actually speaking- The mantra, it. yeah. You know, it's like, no, Devin, patience and grace, patience. It's like, you know, um, because I'm a, can be, um, a reactionary person and I'm healing my way through that. And so the old me, the fresh out of school me, the chip on my shoulder me, the, um, I'm going to make it in this man's world. Watch out. Like I'm going to get even all that because I carried all of it and, um, would have, you know, called him out and, it would, it would be a fight. And then I'd call all my girlfriends and be like, let's go. I need you. You know, and then I'd really be like, and I would, I would take, him. yeah, I would that's, take. That's what calling them out is, is like the right. intention oh, of shaming right. them. Like, right. So one problem would become two would become 30 mm-hmm. and that's not the way to go. So um, you really react well to shaming. <laughs> no, no one does. Um, so, you know, this happened to me actually earlier this year of sorts. And um, I just, I, I stopped and paused and drew attention non-verbally of like, can, can, I, can we just acknowledge what happened? And I put my hand on his shoulder. I won't say forcefully, but I won't say lightly either. Mm-hmm. And, and I just said, I can't wait to live in a world where that's not okay. I love you and please don't do that. And so, and it was- and because did you walk away? No, I just stayed there. I held eye contact because it was like, Again, having a daughter has changed me in this way. Now it used to be like, I want to go change the world. And now it is beyond that of, I want to leave her a world. I want to give her a world. I want to create a world for her. And, and she's in it now. So, you know, it's not that I don't want to create it for my sons, but she's put a whole different accelerator on it. And, and so, and he was like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, and he kind of joked it off. And I was like, I do love you. And, and so I, I had to stay feminine and, and not punch him because that's what I wanted to do. And not even necessarily about me and my body, but just as a whole of like, what the, ah, you know, like, how is that okay? And so, you know, that is the mantra too of like, I can't wait to live in the world where, and then I'm speaking it into existence and that's all I can do, I guess, you know, I don't want to fight anymore. Oh, I really don't. No. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I put you on the spot with that question, by the way, and like, girl, you nailed that. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, do you? But what you're saying, they're like, yeah, is you don't, you don't tap into your male energy to fight the male energy. Like when there is a overly aggressive thing, ugh, it just feels nasty to call it like a male thing. But like, for people to actually follow what we're talking about, like, did you ever see that commercial, that Gillette commercial? Um, where it was like, boys will be boys. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. Okay. I'll text it to you. Um, but you know, it, they caught a lot of heat, right? Because it was like, um, 
men ogling over women and it was like beating each other up and calling each other names and like it was demonstrating what this masculine drive has done to little boys and so if that man who did that thing to me is he was he consciously doing that or was he doing what he had learned from his lifetime or from society where it was okay. Maybe he was at, well, not maybe he probably grew up in an era where he watched men and that was okay. And so I, you know, I don't want to again, turn into wonder woman and slice off his hands. Right. I mean, kind of mean girl in my head, but like, but you know, yeah. yeah. I was a to heal that situation. Right. So, you know, there's two ways of answering. There's the way that Devin wins. Again, I'm doing air quotes, but people can't see it. Um, Devin can see him. It's fine. Um, there's the way that Devin major air quote wins, and that's by shaming him and rising to that light, or lowering, actually, lowering to that frequency and being like, how dare you, and make him feel like he's this small, and then you get to walk away with your sass. And there, in that scenario, like, quote, unquote, Devin won. Um, but society doesn't win in that scenario and so the way to heal is to not worry about winning but like to match come bring them up to bring them up to your energy and that's and sometimes you grace and right like I have multiple friends who have suffered great trauma um you know in rapes and abuse and I am not saying it's okay because mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. and and when there is a time to um you know, uh, defend yourself and stand up for truth. This is not, I don't want to feed it. And I also don't want to pretend like, you know, the traumas and the rapes and things didn't happen either. So, um, you know, I, I do want to take a moment there because it's like, I, I, sometimes the right answer is to punch them in the face. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I been at the other side of a man trying to use their strength physical or otherwise and that's there's no scarier feeling and and what I've told my husband when we went to Europe was a great example my husband's like 6'2 big fit guy right and um we got split up first I don't remember how this came up but I got really scared you know I'm in an unknown place and it was not maybe the safest environment and we were talking about it later and I was like what you can't understand and what you cannot feel in your body, like I feel in mine, is that physically, like, You'll, they'll always be strong. They'll always, like, they win. They win. And so to know that and to have to wear that, I can't tell you or teach you what that feels like, but it is something I get to feel in this lifetime. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, I want to acknowledge that too. And he also was like, I, you know, he's like, he grew up a very white man in the Midwest physically, you know, proud. And so it's, you know, he understands that patience and grace for him sometimes just means shutting up and, and being supportive, you know, because he doesn't get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching a couple comedy specials on Netflix. My husband loves comedy and he's like, he, kind of like pre-warned me because he had watched him. He's like, I don't know that you're going to like this, but they go on like this major feminist rant. Because we're watching it and that's where it came up in conversation. I was like, okay, I can laugh at the bit they're doing. Right. But like, it does come down to like, y'all are just, you're stronger than us. And so right. 
calling back to the previous in the conversation of like, in order for us to heal, we have to put down our weapon, but it's like rape and physical, like, that's a real thing. And like, I, you know, so it's like, maybe we'll always carry the mace, put down your weapon, but carry the mace. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a real, there still is a physical reality that we have to operate in. And so my go-to tribal council member on this one is Martin Luther King, right? Like if I get to live through this time and embody, um, a form of leadership, it would be that man, no question. And so, you know, that didn't, you know, when I look at how that played out for him, he is, you know, he was a great teacher in his life and his death for us. And I was at a Joe Dispenza um, conference not too long ago. And he said, we, I don't want to live in the world anymore where leaders have to die for bringing a new truth. And he was like, I really do believe humanity has lived beyond that. And as we navigate these conversations, the vaccine conversations, the political conversations, I really want to hold the momentum and space that, um, that we have healed beyond that. Um, but if I just look at how he spoke and how he showed up and how he navigated that really, really tough space, that's, he's my hero that way. Um, I shift a little bit. Uh, you had mentioned in a conversation before we started recording about like the Aquarius age. And I've heard this a couple times. Um, yeah. and I am absolutely like, I watch the moon, like full moon. Like I am like, yep, mm -hmm, I need to recharge my crystals and all that. But I don't actually, I haven't looked into what is the Aquarius age. So you got to look at the age of Aquarius. And, um, I would really highly recommend the pyramid codes on Netflix and particularly there's an episode that talks about the masculine and the feminine. And essentially where we're at in history, we are entering this new era where the pendulum is swinging. And this has been written in history. And Dr. Susan Rossi talks about this on her Facebook page. Every Tuesday night, she does a chicken soup for the chiropractic soul type uh, meeting where she lets people ask her questions. I highly recommend checking it out because that's who I actually um, first really dove into this conversation with. Um, but, but again, it's, it's like, we've been here before and at one time, right. The subluxation was that we needed to swing into more masculine. We needed to become this. And then it just overserved. It built up too much and it became destructive. And now we're swinging back out because just like the yin and the yang, the universe will find harmony. It will find balance and it will feel chaotic in the process, but we've been here before. And that's what we forget is that over time, like this isn't the first rodeo for humanity, right? And so definitely I highly recommend looking up the age of Aquarius as Susan Rossi because it's a pretty deep dive, right? And, um, but it essentially maps out that like, yes, the feminine essence is on a rise so that human evolution can can re, re um, can redirect and recorrect. That's what I'm looking for. Um, the overuse of the masculine. Awesome. Okay, so I have one last uh, kind of hard question to put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so you've brought up your daughter a couple mm -hmm. of times, and the fact that this is not going to happen in your lifetime. Um, so when you think about like your legacy that you want to leave for her. Um, what would you say, this is a long process, what do you hope to accomplish in your lifetime to leave for your daughter in this process? 
So if I sat Miss Magnolia down right now, and even as you were saying some of our words back to me, um, I think about our mantra at the big idea and the BJ Palmer's epigram, the expect miracles. I don't want to, with the limitations of my own mind and past illusions, put a time confine or anything on how long it's going to take us. And, and so I would just say to Maggie, expect miracles, believe that people are good, believe that love always wins, trust that God and source are always leading you. Um, men and women are good. Men and women are strong. Men and women are kind. And um, the more you can lead with your heart and less with whatever bad habits I teach you or um, what limitations society or anyone tries to put on you, the more you lead with that heart of yours, Miss Magnolia, the more beautiful this life will be. And, and yeah, no, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, Devin, you, um, you absolutely, I, I don't, I'm not trying to like, just be a really good podcast host and be like, you're amazing. You are a unique personality that was able to handle such a heavy topic. And like, from my heart to yours, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, you being willing, like we, I could have just been like, oh, let's talk about momming or like branding. Um, well, and you were, you were my, you were my soul's chiropractor today because it's, it's a real war within me that I don't want to be a part of anymore. You know, so you helped adjust my heart today. So thank you. Well, thank you so, so much. Um, and anybody listening, you know, make sure you are following Devin Vrana um, and the big idea. I just got back from her amazing conference in Wichita. Uh, <laughs> and she claims there's only one more year. But I came up to her. I think I got to speak for you for to you for about three minutes. And in that, I was like, hi, I'm Lauren. I'm so glad to actually meet you in person. Uh, I think it's hilarious. You think you're only doing this one more year. Um, please, can you just take a sec to tell some of the confirmed speakers for next year? Because it blew my mind what, like, who's going to be there. Right. Um, so Dr. Billy DeMoss is coming to Wichita. Dr. Tim Young is coming to Wichita. Dr. Jennifer Floriani is coming to Wichita. Dr. Zeus, um, I, he just goes by Zeus to me because if you have not heard that man speak, oh God, he just, he moves the heart in a big way. Um, and then, yeah, I've got two other really big ones, but I'm going to hang on to them because it's, uh, yeah, it's that time where I'm going to let them, let the suspense build a little bit. And nice. yeah, I can't cool. wait. So where can people go if they're like wanting to buy tickets already? Yeah, so uh, just devinverona.com. We're getting ready to load up a bunch of new stuff on there for that and kind of pick the venue. It's going to shift a lot next year. And, um, and that's in part because the audience this year was over half general public. And um, they have leaned in big and there has been so many messages and so many calls out. And that's the thing that I would love to just kind of leave with is, you know, I, the other song I want to quit singing is that, you know, that people aren't ready for chiropractic. They've been ready. They're, they're, they're dying. They're waiting. They're more ready than we are. And so, and, and the big idea was that was holy cow. And they, you know, people are like, I want to go to chiropractic school or I want to help you plan the event next year. Or I'm getting people from Kansas city. We need a corporate sponsor. We need like, they're so hungry 
for the truth that we've carried for over a century. It's really time to involve them in the conversation. So. I love it. Mm. Well, um, so yeah, you heard it, people. Go get your tickets. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Kirby and I bought our tickets last there. We're like, well, well I guess we're coming to Wichita again. Yeah. Um, in 10, 2020. I'll yep. see you again. Yeah. All right, she slayers. So we love you so, so much. Oh my God, her heart just, if you can't feel her love, <laughs> my uh, until next week, uh, keep on slaying. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <music>